well. Anybody who could see where I was today on a lovely, sunny, slightly breezy day, I am looking across a fantastic vineyard called Perch Hill, which is in Westbury. And I'm lucky enough to know the owner and her name is Alison Ironside and she lives in Draycott. On various dog walks we've, we've been in touch and she very kindly invited myself and Jeff, our sound recordist and editor, is with us today as well, to come and do a tasting a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's taken us two weeks to recover, <laughs> but thank you for your hospitality. So what we thought we would do is we would come back and actually ask you the questions today. But you have seduced us both with the thought we might have a little tasting. My pleasure. Alison, welcome and thank you so much for coming to talk to us at Draycott Diaries. We really appreciate it. Now, this is a lovely story and it's one that I actually went to sleep thinking about last night because it's like a, it's a bit of a sort of a fairy story. Like any fairy story, I think we need to begin at the beginning. So, Alison, let's lead up to where we're sitting today. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about your background? I mean, we know you've been in Draycott for about four years. No, two and a half years. Two years. What, what happened was I grew up in Gloucestershire. For various reasons, my family, I lived down in Cornwall. A mum and I wanted to move closer to civilization. My sister's in Cornwall, Somerset was halfway. I was a special needs teacher. I got stress-induced cancer. I gave up teaching. I took my second love, retained in horticulture. When we moved to Somerset, we saw a vineyard for sale. When I sold my house, I could afford to buy, so I bought said vineyard. Fortunately, I bought it three weeks before lockdown. But yes, that's why I gave up teaching and took up my love of horticulture and bought the vineyard. Well, there's a lot in that. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm going to go back and pick out a few bones there because I feel there's a little bit more to it than that. First of all, let's just go to the family. I mean, I know that originally you all lived in different parts, but there was this kind of connection with Cornwall, wasn't there, where your parents had oh. a holiday party? My parents married in Surrey. I grew up in Gloucestershire. They bought a business in Cornwall. Go with the travelling. I compete with dogs, obedience, agility and, and uh, showing. I wanted to move closer to the Midlands. Mum wanted to move closer back to her family in Surrey. My sister's in Cornwall, but Somerset was halfway, for want of sure. a better sure, sure, better sure. word of explaining it. Indeed, I understand that. Yeah. Being Cornish myself, I, f I feel that. <laughs> yeah. But the holiday part was incredibly successful. Yes. And all the things that you do, Alison, is, is mind-blowing. But as well as that, you were an excellent, I know, special needs teacher. Tell me a little bit about, you You brushed over it, and I know I've had permission from you that we can we can about it a little bit. Tell me a little bit more about the cancer and why that, or did that change any of your perceptions? Oh, totally, yes. I was a special needs teacher. It is a high-stress job. I unfortunately got breast cancer in 2014. Um, I was lucky enough with treatment and years hoo-ha treatment later, I'm now totally fine. But I took a stock that life's too short. You do not take for granted what you have. You, you grab every opportunity. So therefore, I decided not to carry on teaching and I wanted to train horticulture, so, which was my other love, so, which, which is what I did. I took a course in horticulture when I was cleared from all the radiotherapy and treatment, etc. So yes, I got over the treatment and then I trained and then I got a job at the Agriculture College lecturing. And then fortunately, we lost my father because he's elderly. And then, uh, so mum was on her own and then mum and I wanted to move close to the Midlands, so mum and I moved to Somerset. Okay. And I got a job in horticulture or buying a vineyard. Mm. 
And I think we should also just mention, oh, your mother was with us. She's, no, she's gone off working now. She's, she's, gone, she's, off she's gone off pruning. Yes, yeah, she's, she's gone rogue with us parasecateurs. <laughs> anyway, but your mother also, just briefly, because I found out this totally by accident only yesterday, was, was a, a very good ballroom Oh, dancer. yes, your mother, age 16, she trains a ballroom dancer, ballroom Latin American dance teacher, taught in, in Guildford all this then all the big schools and then uh, she didn't compete because she preferred the social dancing and the professional training and then when they went to Gloucestershire she opened a dance school and then that's what she did for x number of years I lose track and then when we moved to Cornwall she sold her school to one of the teachers because she used to train her own teachers so she sold the school to one of her teachers and then in Cornwall she taught for many years private lessons professional training exam professional teaching exams wow, wow. and then she does she does private lessons down here in Somerset now so I'm hearing so many things Alison here I'm, he- I'm hearing dog training I'm hearing a love of animals I'm hearing about the caravan park I'm hearing about horticulture and I think you mentioned at one point you were head of something to do with daffodils is that right yes do- yes I, I, part of my job when I was working at agriculture college I had to record the national collection of daffodils down in Cornwall those kept down in Cornwall grows there I'd record them and okay. photograph them that's just one of my many parts of my job as horticultural technician for the Dutch College. So with your horticultural, this is a new string to your bow. You've been through a life-changing diagnosis. Yep. It's made you look at life differently. You've done this horticulture course. We are now sitting in your vineyard. Did you know anything about wines and no. wine growing? Absolutely not. I had a job looking after tomatoes and cucumbers. I spent a summer nurturing a huge, huge greenhouse or a better word of tomatoes and cucumbers you would not believe until I looked after how many varieties of tomatoes are produced in Cornwall 25 of my reckoning of little tomatoes and I was there oh don't even go there how many tomatoes you grow we were looking for a house with land to buy in Somerset and I saw a vineyard and I said well look at it this is the January I've got a day off my birthday we'll go and look at it and mum goes no we'll go this weekend so we came to look at it in the January and Long story short, we bought it. And now we are sitting in your little bit of heaven. Yes. At the top of the hill, looking out. Yes. So tell us, what can we see across the valley? From Glastonbury Tor. Yeah. And then you can see a little valley right to Western Supermare, right in the valley across. So you can see the whole valley with the old strawberry line remnants left in the background as well. Yeah, fantastic, which we did a podcast on quite yet. Yes, but you you can't. But if you could, you, you can see the railway line down the bottom. That's fantastic. So let us talk about this bit of heaven. Shall we talk about in acres? Because I'm not very good in hectares. Two and a half acres, which is one hectare, but roughly just under 3,000 vines, which have to be tended by hand. Okay. So it's you. Who else is your... My mother and my friend who I've gone to work with me two days a week. So yes. And various students from university I pay for the week for the summer holidays but basically it's mum myself and Claire Claire works Tuesdays and Thursdays well and weekends if I need her god love her I just con her to work so she's great but yeah or any available student if there's there's any students out there want work this summer give me a message I've got work for you (laughs) well crack on do you know I'm already thinking about somebody I think if if there's any university students or A-level students it's my because my last student very rudely has got a job so rude. That's so rude. I know. So yes, rude. but his brother, and then he, then he got a job, then his younger brother, and, I, and they've both got jobs. How yeah. rude. Yeah, if how there's rude, any fit, healthy, I'll say male, but female people with use of a strimmer oh, want a job, I pay £7 an hour. Crack okay. on, message me, I need a student. Lovely. Do they get a free bottle of wine? They get paid £7 an hour. That's fine. <laughs> 
That's above minimum wage. They it's work. Skirted round the wine because I know they're very... under eighteen, so I, I can't give them oh, wine. Oh, that's true. Well, they're done. under eighteen. I can't Thank give them you. wine. That's me being very, very. Um, yeah, I know it's legal. Uh, yeah, under eighteen, I can't give them wine. Yeah, but they get paid more than minimum wage. They well, usually pretty happy. I, I think that's great. So tell us. Just remind me again, there are how many vines here? Just under 3,000. Just under 3,000. And you make all the colours? We make red, white and rosé wines. A lot of vineyards in the UK don't make red wines because the red wine vines are very emotional and they just, they grow wild. And you have to net them because the birds eat the grapes. So when we went to the Wells Food Festival last October, we're the only vineyard in the southwest that grew red wine. You won't get the heavy riocas in the UK because you haven't got the UV factor or the daylight length hours. So it's what I call a light barbecue wine. Imagine yourself at a barbecue coughing the wine, it goes down unfortunately very easily. No, it's it still goes 12... down too easy. Yes, but it's still 12%. You won't get your heavy rockers because a lot of UK vineyards don't bother with red wine. So what types of wine are they? I mean, I've, you know, Frank, what I know about wine, put on a poster stamp, drinking it, you know, size of France, but tell me. Most are Chardonnay, which is the strongest oh, white. Okay. We have a, two reds, which are Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier. Our red is bottled as Pinot Noir because it's over 80% Pinot Noir. And if it's over 80%, that's what you name the wine. Our Chardonnay is also 80%. We, put, we have Pinot Gris and Auxerious, a few rare breed wines. We have a very specialist single grape wine that is only one grape, that's Ortega, and we only make about 100 bottles a year, and I have bookings for next year, and it's a single, it is only Ortega grape in the wine, and it's a very specialist wine, and people drink it, you go, oh, that's why it costs more, yeah. We have various other wines, but the main is Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier, Ortega, and a few other little bizarre grapes thrown I'm feeling in summer here I'm feeling barbecues I'm feeling oh barbecues it's not healthy because you drink too much no absolutely well I mean I, why would you eat charred sausages if you didn't have something gorgeous to throw in there with it but I like the fact that you do say you said to me Tiggy you can drink as much as that wine as you like because you will not get that is a technical very very scientific experiment uh, <laughs> not scientific I was joking <laughs> we're not organic we're what's called chemical free because organic takes seven years a lot of money i i strim by hand or as you can probably see it's a bit scruffy in places we use elemental control like copper and sulfur to get rid of a mildew and because our wine if you get your cheap chardonnay from a supermarket it goes literally six weeks in a giant plastic bag from australia to wherever um ours goes from here west of Sir mendip to shepton malik and back again it's like 20 minutes to tell drive. me about the shepton malik they're the master winemaker steve brookbank he, he, he makes the wine. I give him the grapes. He does his magic and he gives me bottles back. I do not make wine. Steve Brookbank is a master wine How maker. How long does that process take? Depending on the wine, between eight and 12 months, depending on the colour of the wine. And you harvest in October? October. End of September, October. And then we drive it to Steve. He does his magic and it comes back about April, May the next year. Then you lay it down for three months and then you start drinking it. And have you rebranded it at all? Um, no. You've said the label is... I've updated and made the... I've, I've altered and updated the label, but mm. it's, it's still Perchill Vineyard, yeah. So what I'm liking the sound of is that this is a very... You know, which is what Draco Darius is all about. So this is a very local... This is a very local mission, so yes, to speak. Yes, it goes from here to Shepton Mallet and back. That's yeah. as far as it travels. That's and it. And it's not trying to compete with the big boys. No, 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 no. 
it's, it's me, mum and my dog. That's it, my friend. We pick the grapes by hand. We drive and ship the mallet and the bottles come back five months later. My friend sticks the labels on. Then we do Draycott shop, Westbury shop or the local show. That's it, that's as, that's as big as the international. We do the food festival at Wells. That's, that's it, we are local. Do you want to get bigger? No, I like the local. I like the fact that when we're not big enough to get local, we're not big enough to get bigger, for want of better English. But no, I like the local, the fact that people can come, they see their, they buy a bottle of Chardonnay or Tega, and I can say, that's the vine your grape came off. And I can physically, if you buy a bottle of red wine, I can show you the vine it came off. That's what I like. Oh, because, because you know the I'm, type I'm, of grape. Yeah, yeah. If, if, you want, if you bought a bottle of red wine today, mm. I can say, right, Tiggy, you bought a bottle of red, those are the vines it came off. That's last year, the grapes I picked and I can physically show you the vines that came off. Tell me about upkeep. I mean, obviously your horticulture course wasn't specifically vines. No, so have you kind well. of learnt yes. on the jobs? So yeah, you, you read, you learn. My dad always had a theory, if you can read, you can learn. There's no excuse not to expand your knowledge. So I read and I learnt. And so I have a theory, it. if life throws poo at you, you, you just re-navigate. Yeah, totally. You just keep keep going we're so on the same page yeah now your wines when you were telling me the other day before i fell off my chair and had to go home early for bad behavior they're not really for lying down wines are they no because they they have no uh, by law wines have to have sulfates in the average bottle of wine you buy from a supermarket has 100 parts per million to preserve the sulfites prefer to preserve them we have 10 parts per million therefore they will not survive so if you want to drink you it will not survive 10 years, but then I've never had anybody own it more than six months. But therefore, as experiment on my mother, you can drink a whole bottle and you do not get hung over the next you day. You experimented on your mother? Yes, I, yes, she loved it. I gave her a bottle, I made her drink it. She was fine. She was as happy as Larry, but you do not get hung over because you don't have the chemicals. There's no sulfites, there's no chemicals, there's no tannins, there's Wantebecht English. There's no nothing in the wine. It is just pure wine. Well, I think I'm going to phone the human rights people. because She loved it. She's fine. She's great. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's the way wind up, but you know, if it works for you. Now, Alison, we've had too much fun talking up here, so I think we're going to go down and get dirty and get in amongst the vines. Yep. So you can tell me what really happens. But before we go, will you just tell me about irrigation? Because no, I noticed... no, 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 no. Oh, do you no. do not water vines. Oh, do you not? Do not water vines. Even the, the, though we live no, in a no, very no, you, place. no, no. You do not water vines. There, there is a system on the vineyard to water vines. The biggest killer of vines is root rot. Where you water them, the roots get wet. You rot them. In the no, they just they're, they're, no. You just do not water them. I mean, they're designed to live on some Mediterranean weird island somewhere, and they're great in the biggest heat wave because their roots are two foot in the ground. They get enough water. If you water them and irrigate them, you will kill them. You do not water vines. They will die of root rot. They do not need... They, the, more, the more you abuse them, the more they love it. OK, fine. Well, I've understood. I won't, I won't get out my watering can. Just before we go off down our journey down into the, to the vineyard itself, into the heart of uh, Perch Hill Vineyard, can you also let me know about what is the... Well, I'm trying to think of the right word here now... What would your mission statement be going forward? Okay, uh, mission statement, forget COVID, because that went a bit wrong. I've got a contract with Holiday Park, like hotels and shops, small and elite. We are not big enough to be, we're not going to go to Sainsbury's. No. We, are, we are the small, high-class elite. Is well, what I think we for. should just get on and get in there, don't you? And do some tasting. I think, oh gosh, yes, we've decided, haven't we, to do the tasting at the end, because... 
well, you've got to walk down the hill. Well, we, exactly. Dude, we don't guide dog's it. good, but she's not that good. <laughs> and also, I just need to give a description to people, because even though I've only got 6% eyesight left, Alison uh, is wearing the most wonderful floral <laughs> hat. I mean, you really do like look like something out of a French. <laughs> well, um, because I, I'm really prone to sunburns. I can't, my face and my ears burn, so I've got the naffest, the naffest flowery hat, but it stops me getting sunburned. I think it looks very Mrs. Iona Vineyard. Uh, right, come on, let's get going. Yeah, Kate. Okay crack on and then Jackie's getting bored so let's take her yeah. for a walk. So Alison we've got to go carefully here because we're arm in arm yeah and we've got Jackie dog here as well but you're going to we're actually walking now about midway aren't we in the vineyard talk us through right um, at the moment we have vine, a vine yeah it's looking pretty wild so what we do is we get the branches grow on the stem we get rid of those and then we look at stems. If they haven't got grapes on, they're a waste of plant energy. So we get rid of them. And then we find one with a grape on and then we tie it up so it grows and produces grapes. And when do you do, this is pruning, isn't it? No, no, pruning is January where you cut the vines back. This is what's called tying up. So you get your vines. If you come down here, this shuffling. one's shuffling. This one's got lots down the bottom we don't need. So we get rid of those. And then you, the the branches that don't have grapes on you get rid of and the ones that have grapes you save you're trying to get all the energy yeah, into, into one the grapes yes yeah. and this particular vine we're, this is we're a chardonnay now. Oh, this, yeah, this is a chardonnay grape oh it's a chardonnay okay. yeah so you get rid of the second growth it's a bit like growing tomatoes because mm. they just grow wild then you tuck them in the wires and i'm assuming with all the varieties that you've got here you grow them in and in in varieties they're not mixed up and then they are mixed up because oh, because it was planted before i bought it generally they're roughly in areas like most of the chardonnay together but then row one to 16 a chardonnay 17 18 a red there's random reds in between some of the whites have a couple of oxyrius and pinot gris which are different wines different grapes grown in as well so it's roughly white and roughly red but it's a bit of a free-for-all you have to get to know them that's why if you look at the end of the rows the telegraph poles have the name the number of the row and the a letter which o for ortega pn for pinot white tells you what grape grows on what row want a better English. Is that because they like growing together? I don't know. That's just the way it was planted before I inherited it. <laughs> no, it's only that I was watching a programme the other day with Nigel Slater and he was saying what goes together grows together. Uh, it, it's just the way it was planted. No, well, there must have been some science in it, mustn't there? I don't know. I bought it as it was. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't say. I bought so it as it was. So the very first day you were here, I mean, we are now standing in the middle of this glorious vineyard. I mean, we are on the Mendip here. Yes, we are on the Yes, the height is, if you probably can't see it, but behind the saving grace of the vineyard is behind you. There's the slope of Mendips. Um, 2020, there's a great loss of uh, wines due to frost. But because there's behind us, there's the Mendips and the farmer behind has a, a field which dips. So basically the frost will dip, jump and land below us. So, so literally we do, we, frog jumps over yeah, the... And in 20, March 2020, a couple of vineyards lost their entire crop due to frost. We lost about three leaves because it literally, there's a dip behind us. The frost comes off the Mendips, jumps and it will land in the field below us. Wow. That's by luck because it's so steep. Are we south-facing? We're south, totally south-facing. Which when it's hot, it's hot. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's lovely. Well, I think we shall dumble on down, and eventually we're going to go back to your little porter cabin at the moment. My shop. And, uh, your shop. Yes. Oh. Yes, it's our shop. Yeah. I don't mean to insult. No, I think it's a porter cabin. So we're going to shuffle off down there, and we're going to have a little taste. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So take my arm again, if you would. Yeah, and, and then we'll shuffle off we'll, down the hill. Let's shuffle off. Right. There we go. Shuffling. Here we go. Oh, steady, and I haven't even had a drink yet. Oh my Ooh. God, it's overgrown. Yeah, mind the cock. A blind woman in a vineyard, what could possibly go wrong? Right, uh, oh, here we go. There's a bit of a step there, and we're in. And this, I'm assuming, is we're in the shop now. Yeah, we? we're in the shop well now. Well done yeah. for getting me down. Um, just a Coming down there, you were referring to some some beehives. What's what's that? Yes, Why are there yes. beehives in the? They're, they're not my beehives. They belong to Dave and Kate. The bees don't pollinate the vines because the vines are self-pollinating. But what the bees do is they kill the wasps. So it's another thing I do not have to spray against because lots of vineyards, especially if you have red wine or certain sweet white wines, have it. The wasps will eat the grapes, so you have to chemically spray to kill the wasps. Okay. And because the bees live here and do their thing. It's another thing I do not have to spray against. It's another natural response to help with nature rather than going for the chemical response. Ah, well, talking about natural responses, this is the bit I'm really excited about doing a bit of a tasting. Okay. You're obviously going to have to right. tell me water. Can yeah. I say that we're using plastic glasses because I now have lost my sight. And, and also I'm born with glasses. an innate tremor. So if I drop a glass, it'll ruin Jackie's paws. So we have plastic glasses. Well, we're a bit of a pair, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we're right though. I can't see a new tremor. Yeah, we're great. Great. Anyway, this is our basic. <laughs> I say basic for want of a better word is our Chardonnay. Okay. We call Chardonnay because it's over 80% Chardonnay grapes. It has Pinot Gris and Serval in it with other white grapes in it and also Auxerious. But it's over 80% Chardonnay, so it's classed as Chardonnay grape. The okay. difference is the average supermarket Chardonnay spends six weeks in a boat across Australia. Ours goes from here to ship Malik back again. There's no preservatives Want to English? No, and nothing. And it's ticking all the boxes, isn't it? Because the travel, you know, you're not. It's, it's no, it, it literally goes from here to Shepmallet and back. Okay. That's as far as it travels. That's yeah. it. It could not be more bio-friendly. Yeah. Right, I'm going in for a taste. Am I supposed to spit it out? No, drink it. <laughs> Crack on. Mm. Down in one. You don't drive. It's fine. That's true. Yes. Oh, so that's the white Chardonnay. That's the Chardonnay. Oh, that, that, that's that's really lovely. It's very clean. It doesn't have you know some. You won't get the radio, but this chemical sort of <laughs> aftertaste. You don't get that kick because you haven't got the chemicals, you haven't got the tannins, you haven't got mm. tannins even, you haven't got the preservatives, mm. you have nothing but pure wine. Yeah. So you will not get the aftertaste. <laughs> I should say, um, Pamela's not mic'd up, but your mother is with us now listening. Yeah. Now, Pamela, apparently she force-fed you a whole bottle of wine to see... I did not force-fed her. <laughs> she did. Okay, I did. I got her to drink a whole bottle, but it's on research purposes. She drank, and she was not hungover the next morning. She was happy as Larry, but no hangover. Drunk is the word... <laughs> Drunk, but not hungover, because there's no sulfates and chemicals in This is like in turning it. into a situation comedy. Right, now I want to try the next one, please. Um, I sell more rosé to people that don't like rosé, because people buy rosé and they think of rosé as like sweet, sickly rosé. So, but this is a dry rosé, because it's not a rosé grape. Steve does his magic between the red and white grapes and does a mix. Oh, so okay. this year will be different to next year, the year after. I can't guarantee this. Does same. he add any sugar to no. it? No, 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 no. It is our grapes. Right, I'm now tasting... The rosé. It's quite yeah. a dry rosé. Oh, that's very yummy as well. That's very yummy. Can I stay the night? Yeah, crack Thanks. on. 
Now, the red is what I call a barbecue red. In the UK, you cannot have the heavy rockers. We do not get the UV factor or the daylight length hours. So you cannot grow a heavy red in the UK. Most vineyards don't bother growing reds because they're very emotional. Why this is a red emotional? What? Because they... That? They grow out of control, they're hard to contain, the birds eat them, they're very prone to disease, they take a lot of care to get the end product out of them. But okay. when you get it, it's worth it. Okay. It's what I call a barbecue red. Imagine yourself stood at a barbecue, quaffing your wine, it's very light, slips down, unfortunately very easily, but it's still your 12%, so that's your red. You were saying also that you do a red that, that is very sought after. No, no, that's a white. Oh, that's, that's a, a white? white. The Ortega, yeah, that's next. Oh, we couldn't get tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, wow. You're, you're on the red at the moment, Tiggy. It's a light red. It doesn't taste as alcoholic as it should be. It's still a 12%. But oh, you... I, can, I can just see myself now. At a barbecue. Oh, hot dog. Yeah. It's, hasn't it? It's got to be one of those hot dogs. It, yeah, but it goes down oh, very wow. easily. Mm. Gosh, do you know what? I absolutely love all three of them. If you now say to me, which you're bound to... You haven't which... tested the best yet. I, I have bookings for this wine for next year. Okay. This is Ortega. It's what is called a single grape wine. The Chardonnay is 80% Chardonnay. It has Pinot Gris and Auxerius and Serval in it. The Pinot Noir, the red, has Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier in it. The Rosé is a mixture of the two. The Ortega is pure Ortega grapes. Lots of vineyards in the UK don't grow Ortega grapes. Again, they're disease-prone. They're birds eat them it's a very specialist wine i have bookings for the grapes that are on the vines i have bookings for next year because it's such a sort of yeah. wine uh, the caterer i've worked with he's worked all over london and all over the country he'll freely say he sold bottles of wine for 300 pound a pop that don't taste like this really this so is... collectors of wines oh this would be yeah after. but you wouldn't still wouldn't lay this one down no no because it, no, it has no wine. preservatives in it uh, of course that's right. has, has nothing but wine but it's pure ortega grape okay. This is very, I mean, there's me tasting. The best of the best. There's about five vineyards in the southwest that produce this. Oh, wow. That is on a totally different level. It is. There's, there's literally, I think, between Wales and Cornwall, I think there's four of us that produce this wine. Well, is it particularly good, this, where you, you know, the vineyard with the, the no, south-facing you, uh, mendes? Is you, you it good for to... this grape? Yes and no. You have to have the south-facing. You have to have the well-drained. You have to have the weather. You can't have the frost. We are luckily in the right place, but still it takes a lot of tender loving care to produce it. The vineyard produces 4,000 bottles a year, only about 180 to 200 of them are Ortega. That's it. It's Ortega. Ortega. How it's are you spelling that? O-R-T-E-G-A. Oh, that's lovely. And that, that's why it's £20 a bottle and not £15 a bottle. Mm. And we just talk price. So for the three that I've tasted... They're £15 a bottle. And then this one was... It's 20 20 gosh. I think it's... Do you know what? I think you should charge more Yeah. for that one. Because I don't need to advertise it. I don't advertise it. I don't sell it in the shop because I don't need to. I'd like you to reserve me a bottle, please. That's fine. Love. Literally, you have a, there is, I have 150 bottles left in the storeroom and I've got a waiting list for the grapes on the vines. Oh, good. Well, that's handy. This has just been absolutely wonderful. Can I do some shameful advertising? You can do yes. some shameful well, On July the 23rd, which is Saturday, our postman, Mac, people know, he ran 250k over the Sahara Desert to raise money for Hounds for Heroes. Hounds, and we did a podcast. Yes, yeah, for Hounds for military ex-military he's going to do a talk at our vineyard it's 15 pound a person including including food and wine tasting but it's booking only because it's a limited place so if people want to text me 
because there's no phone reception, Draycott. Text me or Facebook me to book their place. 23rd of July, Saturday, food, wine tasting, and Max going to do his talk. Well, Alison, thank you so much. I think I just need to say goodbye now because I think I need to go home and have a sleep. So do Alice... more drinking. <laughs> I'm going to carry on, don't worry. Alison Ironside... Very good luck with your bit of heaven, which is Perch Hill Vineyard. I think it is a piece of paradise. I wish you all the luck in the world. We will continue to be coming back and back and back to taste your wines. Cheers. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That sounds so unprofessional, doesn't it? But I'm afraid I just, for research purposes, had to try all the wines. The Goodness me, it was a lovely afternoon. So thank you, Alison, so much. And also thank you to Jeff Farney, who is not only my sound recorders, but also edited this programme and had to stay sober to drive me home after after um, <laughs> our interview. Thanks, Jeff. A few other things to say. I'm going to give you a phone number, because basically if you've got that, you've got access to everything which is Alison's phone number. Please text rather than call because she has poor reception. But that number is 07394439577. Now that number, if you want to book your tickets to see Ian, our postman hat, doing his talk at the vineyard, have a bit of a tasting, etc. You will need to book that Saturday, July the 23rd. So do, do, do a text Alison and let her know you'd like a ticket. Facebook page, she has a Facebook page, which is Perch Hill. You can contact her through that as well. And obviously anybody wants to buy the wines who are not local, that's the best way. However, if you want to grab a bottle now for your Barbie, while the weather's great, then go to the Draycott shop or the Westbury shop. It just leaves me to say thank you for listening and all being well, we'll be back with you in a month's time. Take care out there.